0: Welcome everyone to The Conversation. I'm your host, Dave Briggs, former CNN, NBC Sports and Fox News anchor as well as host at Turner Sports. What we intend to do here on The Conversation is destigmatize the conversation around cannabis and clear the record on this powerful plant and one trend that's sure to help in that capacity is high-profile former athletes jumping into the cannabis industry, predominantly from the NBA. In fact, in September, two players will join the Hall of Fame that are currently cannabis business owners and endorsers, and they are not first. Nope, Gary Payton was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2013. He's an NBA champ. He is a two-time gold medalist, a nine-time all-star, a defensive player of the year, nine times on the all first team defensive team, one of only four players in history to accomplish that. He joins us today along with Shivani Dallas, who's the chief strategy officer at the Hubcraft in Massachusetts. It is great to have you both on. Nice to see you again, Shivani. The glove, it's great to have you on, man. Of, of the all the accolades that I listed there, I need to lead with my favorite, which is what Shaq labeled you. And that's the greatest trash talker of all time. Is that still true?
1: Well, you know what, Dave? If Shaq wanna give it to me, man, let me take it. I'll take it. You know, it it was during my career, man, that, you know, everybody knows that because of the glove. And, you know, no, I, I really just think that that was just something I did. I just, I did that coming from Oakland, California. I was just a kid that did that. My father groomed me to be that type of person as a trash talker, but I think the most the most satisfying thing in my life is, is getting a gold medal, you know, um, wearing that United USA on my chest was, was was probably the biggest thing I ever did, you know, uh, in basketball.
0: Is that right? I haven't heard you say just how, why, why is that the moment you're most proud of? You did a lot in your
1: career. Well, you you know why Dave is because we sit here and and we wear that, that USA on our chest and millions of people watch us play basketball but we don't think about the guys who are over in the service who are getting shot at. They get their legs blown off. They get a lot of things happen when they come back from the service and they come home. We don't even give them enough support to try to get them mental health or nothing like that. If I ride around and I go through a freeway all the time and I see it might be a gimmick sometime, but I see that was up there. These guys who are homeless, put a board up and say military, service member, homeless, need food, need this. And we don't no. help them and they save our lives and give us an opportunity to go to these different countries and play basketball and they do it for free. And we make a lot of money doing it. And for me to bow my head down and get them gold medal to put on my, on my chest and say that you're looking at me and these guys over here are doing it for free and they got the U.S. and people trying to kill them for no reason, you know, just for because of hatred or whatever, they're my hero. And and I, I I think that going to a gold, getting a gold medal and, and representing the United States is way far more than what I did in my career because in my career I just did it. You know what I'm saying? These guys are doing it, and, and they having consequences. We don't. We just go and play basketball and get free money, you know, because what well, we do, you know, and they don't.
0: That is great perspective there from Gary Payton, a hall of famer who says a, a gold medal was the greatest thing he accomplished. One thing Shivani, I know that veterans really do need is cannabis and you hear this, one of the complaints that the veterans have is that they have trouble getting it through the VA and they live in states where it is illegal. I think that's something that's not talked about enough.
2: Correct, there are actually many states that are only medically legal. And unfortunately, a lot of the doctors there cannot prescribe cannabis for PTSD, uh, anxiety or sleep deprivation. They can only prescribe it for pain. Pain is the largest reason a doctor can step in when it comes to cannabis. And, you know, we we don't want to counter against people saying it's right or wrong. I think that's the great thing about this country. You have a right to believe what you want, but you should respect options and We have been keeping this option, which is a plant-based option from so many people for so many years. And until we put money and studies into it, we're not going to recognize all the genetics that are a part of it. It is such a powerful plant, and it can do so much. And you are 100% correct. You should see how many veterans are making the drive or the journey to states where they can simply just walk in the door, stock up on what they need, because they do not want to pop pills anymore. They do not want pharmaceutical pills.
0: That is tragic. We deny our veterans that, right? Really unfortunate. And so hope, something hopefully we can work on. Uh, it wasn't his lockdown defense or his trash talk. That that was the reason you wanted to work with Gary Payton. What is it about him that said, yes, that's a guy we wanna get in business with?
2: Well, in in about four minutes, he just put his heart on his sleeve and told you what he is all about. This man is larger than life and he aligns with what we believe in. And he wanted to be a part of a company that was going to do a little bit more than just, you know, again, same concept. We're not looking to put a celebrity's face on a product and just throw it out there. We want people who've got a larger purpose in this industry. We want people who are willing to voice their opinions when it comes to fighting for veterans and fighting for social equity and fighting for so many other causes. Uh, and you know, th- this is a, this is a perfect fit for us. It's a perfect partnership for us to have somebody who is so large in every way possible.
0: It is indeed. And GP plenty of guys throw their name on products. That's primarily what former athletes do. That's not what you're into. Why do you want to be all in on the cannabis business?
1: Well, Dave, the reason I, re- I basically really did this was because of my mom. Uh, my mom passed about a year and a half ago. Uh, when my mom uh, was diagnosed with cancer and they had bad uh, diabetes, uh, I used to see my mom struggle. And me growing up to see my mom being the person who she was, the strong person, the person who had always have life in her opinion, uh, for her not to be speaking to me at times, and I go over her house and she's like a zombie. And next thing you know, uh, I get with my partner, Scott, and he said, let's try giving your mom some, some cannabis and see how it'll work and to perk her up and see what it is. It might be too late because I wanted to get my mom off of medication. And the medication, what people don't understand is when you're doing medication, it might help one thing, but it's killing another. And that's what it's not, and we want natural stuff. And the cannabis was coming to be natural. I would look, we, we, we did a lot of research into it and I, I looked it up a lot and did a lot of research on it. And it was kind of, it was it was natural. And once I gave it to my mom, my mom perked up. One day she, she was so happy that day, man, that I got my mom back for one day, one day to see it. And to see that that's who she was. And I said yes, you know what I'm saying? I have something that can do it. But it was, my mom was far, so far gone in, in liver cancer that I couldn't save her. And, you know, but I had got them a couple of days where I gave her some cannabis. I gave her some rub and she won't be, you know, not feeling like her legs are hurting and she couldn't get up. She's like, her legs are feeling great. It was things like that. And I needed that and I needed that push to, like, to understand that when my mom passed, I said, I'm gonna help whoever can, whoever I can. Yeah. If your grandmother, your mother, your sister, whoever is is ailing, let's try to get them on that in enough time where we can take them off these pills. We can take them off all this stuff that's hurting something else and killing something else in your body, but it's only taking care of this one thing right here. So I, I really got into it and, you know, I, by the grace of God, uh, Shivani, you know, a great company came to me and the first thing that came to me and asked me was, I don't, what do you, why, what do you want to get out of this? What you want to do? And I gave them the store. And when they told me that they didn't want an athlete to just put their face on something and do it, that was the key to me because I'm not here for that. I'm already popular. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be yeah. no more popular than what I am. You know what I'm saying? I like my life. But for me to help somebody else and to help them, uh, you know, get better, that is more my my heart is at. That's where it's at. It's where it's all it's gonna be, and that's what I want to do. And just what happened in the cannabis business, I've been successful. A lot of people like me. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 a guy where I'm I'm popular out there where they want to buy strands, they want to do things like that, and it's and it's good. And I think that is my calling because. It wouldn't happen that way if, if it was because I wouldn't be selling as much stuff as I do or I'm as popular as I mean, in the cannabis industry that I am. And I just want to take it to another level. And I think Shivani and, and, and the group that I've, I've partnered with, I think they're the best to to give me this opportunity to do other things instead of just one thing in the cannabis um, um, group. I think we could do a lot of more things that'll help other people become more healthier, and understand the what the thing about cannabis.
0: Yeah, it's clear the Hubcraft is going after some passionate athletes like yourself and Paul Pierce. But let's get into your cannabis story a little bit. You mentioned your mom made you want to go into the business, but when did you start experimenting? Did you smoke in, in high school, in college,
1: at Oregon State, or what's your experience there? Well, you know, Dave, I smoked a little bit in high school, well, a lot in high school, and then all of a sudden... I go to the pro, I go to college. Uh, people don't know I got in trouble for for smoking in college. You know, I almost got kicked out. Uh, or, um, Ralph Miller, who was a uh, strict coach, almost kicked me out. Then all of a sudden, I, I start thinking about it that I I need to get better in my life. You know, in my life about basketball, I struggled two years in the pros. That was because I was going out having a great fun, having a lot of fun, and I haven't haven't did anything anything smoked or anything ever since and it's not nothing against it it's just my choice it's my choice to do it but when i get into the counters i i know how it is this stuff is a little bit different than when i was growing up you know in the the 80s a lot stronger a lot more potent i i I like to see people do uh, marrow marrow the lean which guys are drinking and dying and killing themselves I haven't heard nothing about uh, cannabis where you're killing yourself yet. You know what I'm saying? I haven't heard about anybody dying and smoking weed or anything like that. So I'm just uh, fortunate to even people come to me and say, please take a strand with your name, Gary Payton on me, or please come, let's start a line, Gary Payton line and say, hey, let's help other people. When people come to me like that, it's just a privilege. It's just an honor, you know, and then I'm going to represent it to the fullest. I'm not gonna be here fake. I just don't want to put my name on no on no line and make money. I don't care about that. I care about let's just try to get this thing to going and and get everybody better and help if we can. I wouldn't have never took it if I didn't think I could help anybody.
0: You talk about the opioid epidemic across the country how people over prescribe pills to not just senior citizens but I, I mean I'll tell you I broke my back I was shocked how easy it was to get Vicodin however much I needed but I needed to be off of that was that same culture in the NBA was it were pills handed out to guys to get them back on the court and how much of the cannabis culture was there during your NBA career
1: well you know cannabis was a little bit different when in my career in the 90s you know what I'm saying they, they gave you a lot of ibuprofen Get a lot of pills to get it. Uh, we could take one example of um, basically an, um, Alonzo Mourning. Uh, all the stuff that he took messed his kidneys up. You know that, That's what it was. You know, we're taking a lot of pills. You remember um, uh, one of the football players of Seattle Seahawks, when he was taking almost uh, a week 50 to 60 Advil, Advil, that's crazy, man, just to get a plane off of you, you know what I'm saying, you remember, we used to take injections to be, to get back on the court, you yeah. know, take that injection to get back on the court, that stuff is not good for you, to, to hit your body in the years to come, and people do, don't understand, it makes an effect, it affects your heart, it affects everything, And now that we have a solution with cannabis that can help you and and do things that will be natural. And people got to understand that. That's why I think cannabis is not understood. Because while we were thinking about it, it, it's a a weed. It's a dope. It's going to get you high. But you got to think about it. You got to read about this stuff and understand what it does for you and what it can do for you and be okay. And that's what I did. I thought it was like that. (laughs) <laughs> Let me just smoke, get high, wind around the car and be crazy. But it doesn't it doesn't like that because it's a lot of effects in a lot of different ways.
0: Shivani, how optimistic are you given leagues like
1: the NBA who
0: have been progressive with their marijuana policy that sports could actually lead change regarding cannabis?
2: Yeah, it's going to take a lot of different industries to lead change. Uh, I can tell you that all of our in, uh, angel investors that we have in the hubcraft, there is a very large group of those that are all doctors all physicians. that is how passionate they are they are not all about supporting pharma they really want to see options for everybody and this is what's what you're going to see i think as far as athletics goes it has to be at every level but not just professional by the time these young men and women are in professional sports they've already been on these pills for almost eight, nine years through high school, through college, this is not something brand new for them as they enter professional sports, uh, the sports arena. They actually need to start this at a much younger age. And we are seeing that. We are seeing doctors prescribe oil, cannabis oil, and serums that parents are dropping into kids' food so that they don't have seizures and they are fighting anxiety issues and they don't have to be on narcotics for ADHD. The level of narcotics being prescribed to young children for ADHD is pretty astronomical. Our, our dialysis cases are through the roof. Every state has added so much more real estate within their state for dialysis centers. Why do you think that's happening? Kidneys cannot process these kinds of pharmaceuticals, especially over a certain amount of time. And Gary said that absolutely right. You take one medication for your heart, And it further affects other organs in your body. And then pretty soon, you can no longer take a medication that helps anything. Um, I do want to step back a little bit. And I do want to talk a little bit about when Gary mentioned, you know, just his involvement with cannabis. I think he's being pretty humble when he does not mention the fact he literally has one of the top selling strains in all of the West Coast. I mean, people line up for this stuff, and they are putting that strain into so many edibles. And that's something that we are so excited about bringing to Massachusetts. But he sort of just glided over that, like, you know, it's just something I do. And it's just, no, it is not little. Uh, Anybody you talk to on the West Coast, whether I'm in Southern California or I'm in, which is my hometown as well, I grew up in the East Bay. You know, you yeah. talk to them, everybody knows his strain is is what is making some of those edibles, you know, so desirable and so wanted. So I just, I just wanted a shout out to that.
0: <laughs> All right, and, and those edibles are coming uh, to Massachusetts end of the year. So GP, why is the strain so popular? I've read that same thing.
1: Well, Dave, you know what? It, it, it comes with uh, a little bit of luck. I, I don't think anybody I ever match my strain with the athlete uh, ever again i don't think uh i think it's because of my personality the way i grew up how i relate to a lot of of, of these people who are getting in strength and play, and plus my availability to to going out to all the stores meeting a lot of people doing a lot of things with these people understanding that i'm out there just you know to, to say hello and, and 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 endorse my strand. It it took off. It was popular. People love the glove. It is <laughs> what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they love the glove. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and, and, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just blessed to to can be out of the pros for 15 years, and still be the person who I am. You know, as popular as I am, and I don't like to. as Shemani knows I don't like to toot my horn. It, it just, it just doesn't do it. You know, I have never, i tell you, I've never looked at none of my videotapes of games that I played in the, in the past. I don't, I, j- I just don't do that. It, it doesn't work for me. You know what I'm saying? I just try to move on and, and keep things going and make things better. And I think, somebody, you don't know, the reason I went with him too is she's a, he, she's a he's Bay person, you know what I'm saying? So she' from somewhere I'm from. So I had to, I had to team up yeah. with her. And the company, you know, so we're like family, and, um, and I just, uh, you know, as soon as I met her and 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 got the feel for her, it, was like almost family and love. So this is going to be great, and we're going to do a lot of good things. And when our when our company bomb blow, um, blows up too, I'm gonna be the same humble person. I'm just gonna say, hey, it, this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? And this is what we're gonna continue to do.
0: You say you don't watch a lot of your clips, but this whole country watched a lot of your clips in the middle of COVID. And I'm sure you know why, because a meme that has now gone global of Michael (laughs) Jordan laughing hysterically, looking at an iPad because he was listening to The Glove talk about the NBA finals matchup. And if he would have matched up with, with him earlier, you might have slowed down, Michael, and might have changed the series. And Jordan literally laughed Hysterically and said I had no problem with the glove, and then reiterated I had no problem with Gary Payton. What was your reaction to Michael laughing?
1: <laughs> same thing. I'm gonna laugh right back. You know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna. I didn't I didn't react to it. I didn't get back on. I didn't get back on media, social media, and go back at him. I wouldn't have respected him if he wouldn't have said anything else less. Because then I would have known that he wasn't, he wasn't real. He was a fake. You know, I used to, I, you know, I used to look forward to playing him every time. You know, that was just what it was. Everybody knows the stats, they know what happened, how did things change? It is what it is. I don't have to do, I don't have to defend myself on that. He can laugh. You know what I'm saying? That's his opinion. But you know what? I know one thing too. He couldn't guard me. So it wasn't no big deal. You know what I'm saying? If you watch the tape, you go back and watch it. You know what I'm saying? You go back and look at the numbers. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't go at Mike. Man, Mike is cool. We're great. You know what I'm saying? But they won the championship. It is. It's over. I can't go back to 1996 and try to do it a different way. But it is what it is. They won 4-2. He can have it. He's 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 what considered the greatest. So let it be. I know what I am too. You know what I'm saying. We're we're both sitting over there in Springfield, Massachusetts. Same thing. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm a Hall of Famer. So it is good. We're not gonna change anything. We're both equal. Right where we at.
0: Was Michael the greatest trash talker you played against, or was there somebody else?
1: No, Mike was okay. You know, I I, I think Larry Bird and, and 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 um and Reggie Miller was better. You know what I'm saying? I think they were way better. Larry Bird was probably the best. You know, people didn't think about Larry Bird as it, but he'll say some smart little Alex stuff and, and get at you. And he'll tell you, shoot a shooter, jump shot in your face somewhere and give you a Christmas present with it. You know what I'm saying? So I think, <laughs> no, I think, I think Larry Bird was, was probably the best.
0: The best trash talker. Yes wow i never have heard larry bird even in the conversation that is very surprising okay uh last week paul pierce said he really gets a little frustrated watching today's game and how players are soft i mean paul played 82 games after getting stabbed 11 times in the off season. i checked the stats you played 81 or 82 your first eight seasons and then you played 82 your 16th season in the league do you agree with paul The guys are just softer players today.
1: Different generation, Dave. You know what I'm saying? Our generation was that we came in, we had training camp for two weeks. We had double days for almost a week and a half. We used to work a little bit more harder than what what the area is now. You go into training camp now, you get three days, and then all of a sudden you go into preseason. You get a chance to go and get in shape during the time you were in preseason, and then you start games, and then you get in shape. It was mandatory for us to come in the camp in shape. If we didn't, we were not allowed to play. I don't really like that and what I would have made. Of. So I, I watch it every now and then. It's not the same. And people would always tell us, old school guys are going to criticize the new, the new era. It is what it is. We just didn't play that way. They played their era, let it have it. I played my era, I let it have it, and I did it. So I mean, I'm, really, I'm really like, yeah, basketball's not the same. Because we don't, we, we think in a different way, and that's just the way it goes.
0: Is there a player that reminds you of yourself? Is there a guy you really like watching in the NBA? I mean, Trey Young, maybe a little bit with his gritty toughness. Not, I, I can see you are shaking your head. So nobody brings what Gary nobody, did. Nobody,
1: nobody reminds me of myself. I mean, it's, my, it's it's two guys that remind me that can play defense almost like me, and that's Smart from Boston and Beverly from the Clippers. It's nobody who's like me. I was a... Trey Young is a shooter. He's a scorer, yeah. and that's what he is, and he can shoot the basketball. He, You know, he's getting an all-around game now. He's getting in the playing because the basketball is so open, and you can't put your hands on it, and they foul. He can get anywhere he wants to. You know what I'm saying? In a day if he played against a guy like me, hand-checking him and beating him up, we don't know if that would happen. You know what I'm saying? Because it'll be a different basketball game. Now it's a lot of zones. People are zoning. In a day, if Trey Young was guarding me and he was doing that to me, I would take him down on the other end of the floor and punish him in the inside because he's too little. You know what I'm saying? So that was, it's it's different. It's a lot, it's a different basketball game. And the only guy I like, really, really, really tough right now is Moran. I think he has a lot of dog in him like myself. He goes at you. He doesn't care. He is just a, a guy where he gets it. He can, he's not a great shooter. He's a guy with a lot of confidence and goes and gets the job done. You know, CB3 is the guy who I like as a veteran. He's the one who is, is – is, 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 is changing everything because it's a younger guy who is an uh, older guy who is keep continuing to do what he's doing at the age he's doing to get on the Olympic team did night now to be what second team all league and do all of that right now and still produce what he's doing I got to give him kudos
0: yeah it's funny because Zion gets all the talk from that class but I would put money on it that Ja Morant will join you in Springfield one day. The way he has started out his NBA career is shocking—just how intense and how effective he is. Do you have a top five players of all time?
1: I don't like to do that, Dave. Uh, but when I do it, I, I, it's it's biased to me because I I see I see other I see other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Kobe was my little brother. Great. LeBron is like a little brother to me. Great. But as I go into go into it, uh I've I've got to go John Stockton, Magic, uh uh Jordan, um, Kareem and Wilt. You know what I'm saying? It it has to be them. I I I hate to leave Larry Bird out of it. That would be my sixth man. You know what I'm saying? It, but people will say, oh, that's the old school. That's old. He's an old guy. He does that. Yeah. I would wish you could play against some dudes. Let me tell you, everybody always trying to chase Will Chamberlain's records. Every time we look up on the TV, what, what person is they overtaking who has had a lot of years and points? Will Chamberlain. Everybody try to overtake everywhere record Will Chamberlain gets. When you look at Harden. Will Chamberlain did this. When you look at LeBron, Will Chamberlain did this. Okay, <laughs> Kareem, Kareem, this guy hook you from 15 feet out. All nothing but net. Larry Bird can kill you with a jumper, slow mo you. Talk about he too slow. He wasn't athletic. Okay, Magic just does everything. Jordan do the same. And John Stockton is my favorite. He was the best boy point guard at this. stage steady and will go at you every time and get the job done.
0: You guys had some epic contests back in the day. That's when I really loved the NBA. Uh, All right, this is a light question, but our first guest on this program was Megatron, Calvin Johnson, the Hall of Fame wide receiver. Guest two was The Truth, Paul Pierce. Shaq, of course, gave him that nickname. And now The Glove. Who has the best nickname of those three and why?
1: (laughs) By far, The Glove. It fits. You know, it fits like a glove on your hand and especially the defense. I get it, the truth. That's that's my young guy. You know, he, Ray, uh, born in Oakland, California, lived right around the corner from me. Me and him are very close. You know, that's why Shivani got him. You know, I went and got him, you know, and I went and got him. And I told him this is what we need to do. He jumped aboard it because I'm big bruh. And 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 that's it. The truth is right because he was the truth. He can get it done. Megatron, big guy. Just like a robot. You know what I'm saying? He catch <laughs> everything. Anything come near him, he catches. But the glove, I think that's the best that you can get. The right? you know, glove is the best thing.
0: That came from your cousin, I believe.
1: Yes, it did. 1993, when I was guarding Kevin Johnson in the Western Conference Finals. Kevin was averaging 27 that year in the league, and I held him to 14 or 13 or something in the in series. And then uh, he came up with that, and it took off ever since 1993.
0: That is a hell of a nickname. Shivani, uh, let's talk about, it's not the glove, it's called Peyton's Place. What should we expect from it? End of the year in Massachusetts and really ramping up next year.
2: Yeah, so we're gonna start with edibles and we are going to make our way into several other products as the year continues next year. His strain, his flower will not hit Massachusetts until early next year. However, we are looking at vapes and edibles and we, uh, you know, we're, we're very blessed. We've got two of New Englanders finest on board. They both are Harvest Cup winners within Massachusetts and one is for uh, her recipes using cannabis and one is actually a master grower. You've also got two great master growers from Oregon that we brought over and together they're going to be working with our artists to create the recipes that they want to see here. And uh, once they approve of those, those items will start to hit at the end of this year.
0: It's funny, Gary, because not a lot of people associate you with your time in Boston. Obviously we all think of the days with the Sonics. I mean, you still own most of the franchise records there. And I certainly remember your NBA title in 06. Um, what do we miss about that time with Gary Payton in Boston? What do you remember?
1: Well, that was a great time for me. Uh, if you really think about it, Doc Rivers came and got me. Uh, me and Doc are really tight. Uh, in Boston, people just don't understand. It. It, it, it's a great city. Uh, you remember they tried to they they um, Atlanta wanted to trade for me, and I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to leave. And and Danny Ainge had. Uh, uh, asked me what he wanted to do, and I told him if he you know if he wants to get to make the team better, you can put me in it because Atlanta wasn't going to do do the trade without me. But I just told him I wasn't I wasn't going to go to Atlanta, so I was going to sit out. And um, when people teams start calling for me, I didn't have no other. I didn't, when when they when Atlanta released me, when they knew I wasn't coming, uh, I picked Boston because I wanted to go back to Boston. Boston was a great city, you know what I'm saying. And, and we, were, we, had, we had some stuff to still try to do, you know. And Paul was there, and we had just got Antoine Walker from Atlanta. And uh, we were trying to make a move. And we did make a move and got in the playoffs and uh, lost to uh, New Jersey. who you know, went to the finals that year. We took them to game five or game seven or something. So, you know, Boston was, was really great for me. You know what I'm saying? It was a great experience. And um, <clears throat> when I say I played with Boston, it was great. Who can say they play for Boston and the Lakers? And then come back and say you play for the Seattle SuperSonics? That's just something that you can't do. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that was great for me.
0: And I'm sure Boston will be thrilled to have your products there. It might be a different decision today as we wrap this up because now people would love to go play in Atlanta. Can they win the NBA Finals, though? What's your prediction? You've got Atlanta, Milwaukee, and you've got the Clippers and Phoenix. Who wins it all and why? You know what? I have
1: Milwaukee and Phoenix going into the championship to the uh, finals. It would be a better matchup if we seen Atlanta and uh, Phoenix in there. That'd be a great situation with Booker and and CP going against Trey. Uh, I'm I'm giving all the kudos to Nate McMillan, my big brother, who I played with for eight nine years. Got coached under. He's done a great job with that basketball team. It's gonna be hard. I mean, Milwaukee lost a tough one yesterday. Uh, I think that it's going to be a tough out for them. Uh, but my prediction is, I have my prediction of Milwaukee winning it. It's, it's kind of hard now. This basketball is up and down. But I love Phoenix. Uh, if, if I don't think if, 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 if Phoenix keeps playing the way they're doing with the young talent that they have, they have a good shot of winning the championship. And Monty has done a great job down there too, especially with the general CP coming back for game three. Uh, I think Phoenix right now is a big, big favorite. Man,
0: the glove and the truth, both joining forces with the Hubcraft and both of them (laughs) picking the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship. That's some synergy right there. Shivani Dallas, Gary the Glove, Clayton. it's been a great pleasure having you both on the program. Really look forward to trying the products uh, late this year and well into next year. I'm sure this successful uh, partnership is on the way. Appreciate it, guys. Hey,
1: Dave, okay. I see appreciate you over there it. smoking that pen. You want to smoke some of our stuff, serve it later. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna send you some stuff. We're gonna get it in his hands. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely,
2: yeah. Dave.
0: You send it my way. We will enjoy it right here on the program. I can't wait, GP. Thank That's you, Doug. Awesome. Thank you, Sumano. Thank you, God. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. <laughs>